Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the Word of God. I do apologize again that it is a little bit warm just when all air conditioning was working and when the weather was not so hot. This one went out this morning while the other church was having service. So here we are again. We're going to build. Keep those tithes and offerings coming. We're going to build. Amen. Amen. The singing was so great. And uh, we appreciate these young people that love God. We can feel their fire here this afternoon. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. The Lord said unto Abram, Get out of your country and from your kindred and from your father's house unto a land that I will show you. And if you'll read verses 2 and 3 with me out loud. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make your name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you, and curse him that curses thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. I forgot that when I asked you to read that, I changed all the these to, to use. I will make of you, God said to Abraham, a great nation. The Lord said, Abraham, I'm, I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to make your name great. And then he said, not only am I going to bless you, the blessing's not going to stop with you. The blessing's not just about you. He said, but then you shall turn around and be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you. Everybody that blesses you, Abraham, I'm going to bless them. That's why we never want to turn our back on Israel. I don't care how many Scud missiles they send and suicide bombers, and that's a crazy place over there. I'm not interested in going to the Holy Land. I'm sorry. I'll just let Jesus tell me all about it when I get to heaven. Let the disciples tell me all about it. But we never want to turn our back on Israel. They're still God's people. And they are going to look on Him, the Bible says, whom they have pierced. And the Lord said, I'm going to bless those that bless you, and I'm going to curse those that cursed you. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Lord, it seemed to stir up my heart to preach this subject. Blessed to be a blessing. You are blessed. And if you are blessed, and you are blessed, the blessing is not just about you. God has blessed each and every one of you to be a blessing. Now, before I preach, I want you to shake two hands. And the first person's hand you shake, I want you to say, I am blessed. And the second person's hand you shake, I want you to say, and I'm going to be a blessing. You got it? I'm not going to beat around the bush about it. I'm not going to be bashful or backward about it. I want God to bless me. I want God's blessing in my life. 
I'm not going to be humble about that. I'm not going to apologize for it. I want God's blessing. Jacob wanted, he said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Amen. I want the blessing of God in my life, and I want to see God's blessing on your life. I seek God's blessing daily. Like Jabez, who said, Lord, that you would bless me indeed. Say that. Lord, that you would bless me indeed. The word indeed means five exclamation points. Amen. I want to seek God's blessing, and I want to attract God's blessing. I want to make myself so obvious to God that I want Him to bless my life that He will not be able to ignore me. He's not going to be able to push me aside and say, you know, Gleason, just I'll get to you later. No, I'm not going to let him do that. I, I want to seek it. I want to pursue it until God blesses my life. When God decides that he's going to bless somebody, like he decided he was going to bless Abraham, I want him to decide to bless you. I want him to decide to bless me. God spoke to Abraham and he said, I'm going to bless you. God told Abraham that. Not little orphan Annie. God did. How would you like to have Bill Gates knock on your front door tomorrow morning and show up with a blank check and say, I've decided I'm going to bless you today. Well, Bill Gates can't even carry God's bank account. He, he can't even carry his checkbook. He doesn't have the resources that my God has. And God said to Abraham, Abraham, I want to bless you. Now listen, I'm not preaching prosperity gospel here today. I'm not preaching serve God and get rich. And if you've heard me preach enough, you know that's not what this message is about. And that's not what we're all about. But I'm going to tell you that God can bless you financially. But he can bless you with a whole lot more than that. There's a lot more important things than money. It may maybe make the world go around. But there's a lot of things that God can bless you with. And, and God told Abraham, he said, I'm going to bless you. And then, son, you are going to turn around and be a blessing. Abraham, you are not my reservoir. You are my river of blessing. Abraham, you're not my savings account of blessing, but you are my checkbook of blessing. You are not my memory of blessing, but you are my processor. little computer lingo there. See, God not only wanted Abraham to be a blessee, but he wanted to, him to be a blesser. What did God bless Abraham with? God blessed Abraham with truth. Everybody say truth. He blessed him with revelation. He blessed him with relationship. Friendship with God. Wisdom. Faith. Fame. Wealth. God blessed him. God blessed Abraham. Who does God bless and who does God want to bless? What is it about a person that makes God want to bless them? I believe according to the word of God, God wants to bless the individual who loves his word, who wants to obey his word and doesn't only want to obey it, but does obey it. James chapter 1 verse 25 says, Whosoever looks into the perfect law of liberty, that's the word of God, whoever looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. 
In other words, God is making us a promise here today. Any one of us that believes that the word of God was written to you, you can reach out and claim this promise today. God wants to bless the believer. That's you. If you love his word, God wants to bless you. If you will look into the word of God, see what it requires, hear it, and then do it, and don't forget what it says and become a doer of the word, God says, that's the kind of person that I want to bless. That's the kind of person that I'm looking for that I want to bless. Listen, the Bible says in the last days that evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, and that gross darkness shall come upon the earth. The people that God can bless are becoming fewer and fewer all the time. So I figure the odds are getting better and better for the person that will separate themselves from the run-of-the-mill average person and say, I want to attract the blessing of God. Therefore, I will look into the Word of God and I will obey this Word and I will walk in this Word and I will not forget the Word that is preached to me. I want to tell these young people something. It thrills my heart to hear you rejoice about the preaching of the Word of God. But John said, my heart is filled with joy when I hear that my children walk in truth. The greatest compliment you can give to the preachers at the Youth Congress is not to shout and dance while they're preaching and clap your hands and say amen. But the greatest compliment you can give to the Word of God is to hide it in your heart and meditate on it and think about it and let it have a life-changing effect in your life. Amen. And then God will bless you. It never fails when you honor the Word of God in your life. The blessing of God will automatically come upon you. Amen. There's opportunities and choices that come our way, in particular as young people. And I didn't come here to preach just to the young people today. But what I found in my life is that when I have to make a choice between making somebody happy or a football coach happy or a, a girlfriend or a boyfriend happy or choosing to make God happy and to encourage God in my life, when I've had to say no, when I've had to put my foot down, when I've had to make a choice, when I've had to make a tough decision, even though it wasn't popular, even though it might have ostracized me from somebody, even though it put a friendship in dire straits yet when I love the word of God and I walked in the word of God and I honored the word of God God always blessed me for it always he always blessed me wow I believe God wants to bless the believer who realizes that God's blessing in their life is not all about them God is inclined to bless the individual who wants to be a blessing with the blessings that God has blessed them with. I believe that God would like to bless you if you will give him an opportunity to do so. And if you will have the attitude, this blessing, I'm not worthy of it. Therefore, I'm not going to hoard it to myself. I'm going to let it flow through me. What does God want to bless you with? You say, well, pastor, I realize that maybe God does want to bless me. What's he want to bless me with? Well... The Bible says in Ephesians 1, 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So God wants to bless you today with spiritual blessings. What are spiritual blessings? Well, I think when you feel the presence of God, sometimes we say, wow, I received a blessing. You know, don't ever, don't ever say that lightly because that is the wonderful presence of God. If you feel even the slightest little quiver today in the presence of God, that's not because you're so righteous or holy. That's because God loves you and he wants to encourage you and he wants to empower you and he wants to equip you with his wonderful presence. 
Amen. We, we sit together in heavenly places receiving spiritual blessings. When we feel the presence of God, we receive the spiritual blessing. We also receive spiritual blessings when we are washed and when we are cleansed. The Word of God can wash us and cleanse us. You know, we walk in this world, and I don't know if you've been to, to L.A. or New York or Chicago or some of the bigger cities in the world. I know a few years ago, my wife and I went to, we were in London and Paris, and those are, as far as smog is concerned, they don't have some of the EPA regulations we do, and it's some of the nastiest air you could ever walk in. And, you, and you're out, and you're shopping, and, and you're looking at things. You can't wait to get back and get cleaned up. And when we walk in this world as Christians, we are want to become crusted over with the smog and the pollution and the filth and the vexation that we, that we live in. That's why it's important we come into the sanctuary and we entertain the presence of God so that spiritual blessings and His washing and His cleansing can come over us and God can remove the layer of crust that the world tends to, to, to layer us over with. Amen. We receive divine direction and wisdom and knowledge. There are people sitting here today that in this sanctuary right here or in your own prayer closet, God has given you a word and he has spoke to you about the dilemmas of your life. And when you come to the crossroads and God speaks to you and he gives you direction and answers, those are spiritual blessings. When we receive peace about a situation or when we receive victory over temptation or we're going through a battle and God delivers us, those are some of the spiritual blessings that God gives us and God wants to bless you. Touch somebody and say, God's going to bless you before you leave this place today. Say, Pastor, what's he want to bless me with? I'll tell you what he wants to bless you with. He wants to bless you with truth. That's the greatest blessing, to know the truth, to know who God is. Who is this God that the Dibbles were singing about? Jesus is his name. He is the one true and living God. That is the greatest truth that you could ever know. God wants to bless you with revelation. He wants to bless you with wisdom. He wants to bless you like he did Abraham with a relationship and a friendship with himself. He wants to bless you with faith. And God wants to bless you with resources. But just remember this. When God blesses you, that blessing is not all about you. I've never talked like a loaf of bread before, but I'm going to do my best right now. I got to thinking about those five loaves. I'm going to forget about the fish for a little minute. Didn't want to stink out this place with a lot of fish here. I got five loaves in this basket, and I got to thinking about them the day that they were offered as the little boy's lunch. This is in the Bible. There was a little boy that went to hear Jesus preach and he had five loaves. That's not like big Wonder Bread loaves. That was like little biscuits like this. And he had two fish. And that was what he was going to eat for lunch. So here we go. Man, I'm so glad to get out of that oven, loaf one said to loaf two. Man, it was so hot in there, my biscuits were burning. I'm glad to be able to get out of that heat. It feels so good out here on this kitchen table. Ooh, you can feel that breeze moving through that window. But loaf three said, hey, I've noticed that kid, you know, that dirty, dirty hand kid, scroungy kid runs around here. He's always running in the cupboard and running in the icebox and grabbing stuff. He's been giving us the evil eye. He's got his eye on us. We better look out. Hey, get your hands off of me. What? Just let me cool off here for what? Oh, don't put me in the snot. No, I don't want to go in that sack. It's dark and and 
musty and dusty. And, ugh, smells like fish in here. Ugh, that's terrible. Oh, man, the, no more sunlight, no more beautiful breezes blowing. And now we're being jostled about, and riding on the back of a donkey and, and knocked around. And, oh, that hurts. And, boy, I wish he'd settle down. And, oh, finally, after two hours of knocking and banging, we just, oh, that feels so good. Just, just want to stay here for a little while. So a few hours go by, and all of a sudden, oh, oh, they're at it again, moving us around again. Hey, where's those little kids' hands? No, those are big hands. Those are nasty, big old fishermen's hands. Get those hands out of here. Oh, what are you doing with us? Oh, oh the, these hands are nice. Oh, listen, listen to the tone of that man's voice. Oh, I kind of feel like we're in the hands of our creator right now. Oh, this feels so good. Just let me stay right here. Yeah, we'll just, hey, loaf three, what do you think? We'll just stay right here. Okay, that sounds good. Ouch! What are you crawling? What are you crying about? What are you upset about? Hey, he's going to get you. Ouch! Well, it was just a few hours ago. We were, we, we were on a nice little, little table in a nice little house nestled on the hillside in Israel somewhere. And now you're, you're breaking up this old gang of mine. You're tearing us apart. And what's going on? Ouch! And the bread began to be broken. And finally, loaf number five said, Hey, wheat brains, get a clue. It only takes a two-digit IQ. Do you want to be just a little boy's lunch? Is that your greatest aspiration in life? Is just to be lunch? Or do you want to be a buffet? Do you want to take care of us, me, and mine? Or do you want to feed a multitude? If you want to feed a multitude, you got to be willing to come out of the sack. If you want to feed a multitude, you've got to be willing to be broken. It's not our church. If you want to feed a multitude, you've got to be willing. Listen, I made up my mind a long time ago. I don't want to just be lunch. I don't want to just be a one-time lunch. I made up my mind. I want God to bless me. I'm willing to come off the table. I'm willing to get out of the sack. I'm willing to do more than just be live for me and mine. Hallelujah. Amen. If I will be willing to place myself into the master's hands, it's uncomfortable and it hurts when he tears me up and he breaks me apart. But I want you to know there's a blessing when he gives you. And you can feed the multitudes with your life. Oh, listen, that's the message that I've got to give you today. God, when he blesses your life, it's just be seated. It's not just about you, but he blesses you so that you can be a blessing. It's no deeper than that. It's no fancier than that. It's no higher than that. It's no harder than that. The question I want to ask us today is, do you want to be a snack or a buffet? Are you living for yourself or do you want to bless the whole community? There's five steps to being a blessing. Number one, come out of the sack. 
Get out of the sack. Get out of your sack of despair. Somebody needs to be coaxed out of the sack of darkness. Out of the sack of your hiding. Out of the sack of your comfort zone. Out of the sack of your hurt and your pain and your woundedness. Let me tell you something. Your pain and your woundedness doesn't have to hide you. It is the, it is the, it is the formula of breaking. Because we're no good to God until we hurt a little bit. So that God can break us open. Jesus said, except a corn of wheat fall in the ground and die, it abideth alone. Oh, it hurts so much. I don't know, God, what are you trying to do with me? I remember Brother Cisco, who used to be on staff in this church years ago. He said, I was lamenting to God one day. He said, God, they lied on me. They cheated on me. They betrayed me. What's up with this? And God said, I thought you said you wanted to be like me. He said, well, God, you know I want to be like you. He said, well, how could you be more like me than when you betrayed and lied on, spit on, ridiculed, made fun of? He said, well, you got a point there. You got to come out of the sack. Amen. You know, I, I think sometimes we like it in the sack. It's, it's stuffy and it's dark, but nobody bothers us there. It's, it's, it, the air is, is, is not fresh, but at least we can just lie back and take it easy. But it's time for some of us to realize that we need to be more than lunch in our life. And we need to come out of the sack if we're going to be a blessing. Secondly, we need to place ourselves into the master's hands. Don't put your life in the hands of novices. Get into the master's hands, the hands of wisdom, the hands of experience, the miracle hands, the hands that can turn the water into wine, the hands that made you, the hands that created you, the hands that can use you for your highest good. Thirdly, be blessed. Jesus, the Bible says, bless the bread. Now, that's fun when God blesses you, but the blessing isn't only about you. Can you stand to be blessed? The Bible says it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's God's nature to bless you, and God does want to bless you, and I do want the blessing of God, but I learned a long time ago that God doesn't bless me just to bless me. Fourthly, be broken. This is the painful part. This isn't fun. This isn't for wimps. If you're not broken, you can't be given. If you're not broken, you can't be used. No horse that's not broken is, isn't good to pull anything or help anybody. They're just out running around like a maverick, having a big time, mane blowing in the breeze. Wonderful, but it doesn't help anybody until they're broken. We like to be blessed, but being broken is another thing. So do you want to be a bagel or a buffet? It's your choice. And fifthly, be given. Your highest good is to be used of God. God wants to use you. He wants to bless you. He wants to bless your family. He wants to bless this congregation through you. He wants to bless your neighborhood through you. He wants to bless your youth cell through you. He wants to bless your home fellowship group through you. He wants to bless the whole world through you. Let me tell you how arrogant I feel about it. I don't mean arrogant in a bad way. Confident. Confident. That's better. Confident. I'm a blessing looking for a place to happen. I'm the most blessed person that I know. I really am. I'm not bragging because if you've been around here a while, you know that I'm nothing. And I've preached that so many times. But I am a blessing looking for a place 
to happen. I refuse to embrace the I'm a victim mentality. Nobody likes me mentality. God doesn't care about me. That church doesn't love me. Nobody called me. Nobody wrote me a note. Nobody sent me a card. I don't have nothing. I can't do nothing. I'll never be nothing. I refuse that spirit. I refuse that mentality. You say, well, wait a minute. You were a preacher. You were raised in a good home. Listen, that has nothing to do with it today. Everybody has to make up their own mind. You have to choose your own attitude. And I decided a long time ago that I am not going to be the victim of anybody's accusation. I'm not going to be the victim of anybody's ridicule or criticism. I am the most blessed man that I know. I'm not bragging about myself today, but I'm bragging about a God who said, Stan Gleason, if you'll love my word, I'm going to bless you for it. I'm going to anoint you for it. If you'll realize the blessing's not just for you. I want somebody to lift your hands right now and receive a blessing from God. We can receive the blessings of God in spiritual places. Oh, hallelujah, receive it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. God wants to turn somebody's life around today. God wants to take the curse out of somebody's life and put a blessing on your life. Look at Joseph. Joseph was a blessed man. I'm not going to spend a long time on Joseph, but he was blessed. Joseph was a blessing looking for a place to happen. The blessing of God was activated. It was on his life. He was red hot with it. He could not lose. Everything that Joseph touched rose to the top. Everything that Joseph got involved in the cream rose to the top. Joseph attracted and received the blessing of God. And everything that Joseph touched improved and got better. Joseph blessed his father and gave him incredible joy. He blessed Potiphar's house, his his owner that bought him at a slave auction and Potiphar increased with wealth and prosperity. Joseph blessed his captors, the jailer and the inmates. He blessed the whole nation of Israel. He blessed the nation of Egypt. He blessed the kingdom of God. You and I are still blessed today because Joseph decided that he was not going to be a victim. His own brothers sold him out. His own brothers betrayed him. And that could have been the end of Joseph's life. That would have been the last chapter. We would not even have read about Joseph in the word of God. If Joseph would have said, well, I'm just going to take my ball and go home. The Bible says the Lord was with him. Joseph was no dummy. He realized that he was more than lunch. He was more than his brother's lunch. He was going to be more than Potiphar's lunch. He was going to be more than the jailer's lunch. Amen. Because there was a hand of a big God upon him who gave him a dream and a promise. Amen. And Joseph never lost sight of that. And he kept his attitude right and his spirit pure before God. Amen. The next time somebody asks you how you're doing, say, I'm blessed. Thanks for the opening chorus, Brother Steed. I want to officially inaugurate that in Life Tabernacle vocabulary. You remember a couple years ago we, we thought about, and some of us are doing it instead of shaking one another's hand and saying, praise the Lord. We started saying, Maranatha, behold, he cometh. Well, I got another one to add to the vocabulary. How are you? Don't say I'm doing fine. Say I'm blessed. That's the right answer because you really don't know if you're doing fine or not. One phone call can change your life. But if the blessing of God's upon you, it doesn't change anything. Amen. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. When I prosper, I'm blessed. When I'm in want, I'm blessed. Paul said, I've learned whatever state I'm in to be content. I'm blessed of God. If I'm prospering, if I'm in famine, nakedness, peril, sword, wherever I am, I realize that the blessing of God is upon my life. I'm not a victim. I am a blessed man. 
Hallelujah. You are a blessing if you're a child of God, if you're a spirit-filled believer, if you've been baptized in the precious name of the Lord, you are a blessing looking for a place to happen. And I got this on me, and I know some of us got leaving on our mind, but I'm telling you, you're a blessing looking for a place to happen. If you're a child of God, this world is cursed with a curse. Because of the sin, because of the Adam nature, this world is cursed with a curse. Amen. The Bible says that because of the disobedience of one, that was Adam, the first Adam, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of the second Adam, which was Jesus Christ, many are made righteous. I want to tell you, if you've been born again, if you're born of the second Adam, amen, the curse has been removed from your life and the blood of Jesus Christ has been applied. You are a blessing looking for a place to happen. Your office is blessed because you're there. Your job is blessed because you're there. Your neighborhood is blessed because you drive your car on it and you walk on its sidewalk. Your school is blessed, young person. Your family is blessed because you're there. This congregation is blessed because you are here. You know, there's a lot of talk about generational curses. I was a little skeptical when I first started hearing that term. Then I got to thinking about it, studying it. It's real. It's defeated, but it's real. Generational curses. But to be fair and to be balanced, if there are generational curses like abuses and addictions and poverty and evil and darkness, then there must also be generational blessings. Ha! If there are generational curses... See, spirits never die. Spirits of alcoholism, spirits of abuse, spirits of addiction. Someone's behavior, the person's behavior will attract that spirit. See, the human spirit can repel or attract an evil spirit. And your behavior will attract that spirit. Now, I don't know where Abraham came from. I don't know what Abraham's background was. But I know that God said, Abraham... I'm going to bless you, boy. Abraham was from Ur of the Chaldees. Ur was a very paganistic culture and society. Ur was dedicated to the god of the moon, the moon god. And typically when cultures were pagan, that means they were godless, atheistic, in the sense that they worshipped idols and just like heathens, typically fertility cults or sexual immorality went along with that and, and, and typically witchcraft went along with that and all forms of evil and darkness. And some have even thought that Abraham was a craftsman, that he had a business of manufacturing idols. When God called him, that's why he had to call him out. So come out come out from among them. I don't know how many others God had reached for. I don't know how many others God spoke to that would not come out of that pagan society. But the reason that we know that God spoke to Abraham was because Abraham looked around and he said, hey, there's nothing good going on in my family. I am cursed with a curse. There is darkness upon me. This invisible God speaks to me and says, come out and I will make a great nation of you and I will bless you and I will bless those that bless you and I will curse those that curse you. And Abraham said, I don't have nothing to lose. I'm a nothing anyway from nowhere I'm going to get this curse off me I'm going to get this darkness off me and I'm going to follow this one true and living God 
I don't care what your background is. I don't care how black it is. I don't care how many pedophiles you got in your pedigree. I don't care how gnarled and twisted your family tree is. I don't care what kind of curses of, a, of addiction and abuse and alcoholism are in your family. I want to tell you today that Jesus Christ has come to break the curse and reverse it. And you can be the start of a generation of blessing. You can close the door on the curse. And you can open the door of the blessing of God. Hey, the way I see it, somebody's got to stop the madness. Somebody's got to slam the door on the devil's finger. Somebody's got to kick him out of the house. Somebody's got to say, no, not on my children, not on my descendants, not on those that are following after me. I'm going to be the agent of God's blessing. I want everybody to stand with me. Just stand with me. So the choice is ours today. Are we going to be blessed? Can we stand to be blessed? Are we going to be the blessing of God? Are we going to receive the blessing of God? I want to bless my city. I want to bless Kansas City with revival. I want to bless my city with the truth. I want to bless my city with salvation, with deliverance, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to reverse the curse. Reverse it. Lift your hands in the presence of the Lord, would you? Lift your hands. Open your mouth to the Lord. Say, God, I want you to bless me. I want to attract the blessing of God today. I want, Lord, you to bless me, and I want to be a blessing in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to stop the curse right here. I'm going to stop the victim mentality right here. I'm going to stop the us for and no more right here. I'm going to bring the curse of addiction, of poverty, of stress, of worry, of anxiety, of addictions, of abuse, of witchcraft, of rebellion, of ungodliness. I'm going to bring it to a close right here. I'm going to get into the Word of God. I'm going to read it. I'm going to obey it. I'm going to let it be the guide of my life in the name of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Jacob, go ahead and wrestle. Yeah, come on, Jacob, where are you? Does anybody here need God's blessing today? Are you so Laodiceic in your spirit? You say, I don't need God's blessing. I got a car, I got a house, I got food. I got a few bucks in the bank. What do I need God's blessing for? Listen, let me tell you something, rich fool. You don't have anything if it wasn't for the blessing of God on your life. We're going to dim the lights in the sanctuary right now. I'd like for every eye to be closed. Let's bow our heads in reverence to the God of blessing. Say, Pastor, I don't understand everything you preach today, but I understand what I'm feeling. I understand the hell that's going on in my life. I understand that, Lord, I want to stop the madness. I want to see it stopped. And I want to start a new chapter for me, for my family. Say, well, I'm not even married. Listen. There's a young person today that can set a tone and start a direction and open a new chapter. I'm so glad that my grandfather years ago didn't travel to London, England to collect a $4.3 million inheritance back in the days of the Depression because if he did, I wouldn't be blessed with the truth today. There's no doubt in my mind. 
he stayed home so he could raise a family in a church that loved God. They stayed home and ate cream of nothing soup during the depression, but they had the truth of God. They had the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I am a recipient because Turner H. Gleason said, I want the blessing of God on my life and I want it on my children. And I want it on their children. And I'm blessed today because that man made that decision. You can make a decision today in a moment of time. You can make a decision today in a moment of time that will last for eternity. Say, I want to be a blessing. I want that blessing. Let me tell you what one of the mighty blessings of God is. One of God's greatest blessings is for you to be blessed with the Holy Ghost. For you to be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. Just like they did in the book of Acts. Just like the early church. Just like the first Christians did. When they received the Holy Ghost, they spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. You can receive it just like Greg Colbert did here the other Sunday. He stood right here and he said, you know, Pastor, I could hear these words going over in my spirit. I said, that's what Jesus said would happen. He said, it'd be like a river that would just flow out of you. I said, you get filled up with it. And then when it gets so full, it bubbles out of you. And when it flows out of you, it sounds like other tongues. He said, I could hear those words. I could hear them inside. And finally, I just let my mouth open and I began to speak those words. That's the greatest blessing. So while our eyes are closed in the presence of God, I don't care who you are, where you are, what, what, you're, what you need from God, you just want to attract the blessing of God. You want to get God's attention. You want to be more than lunch. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.